This is the Westlake Nation Podcast. Powered by the Westlake Shack Club. At the 20, 10, 5, touchdown! And he is into the end zone. Oh man, what a catch here! Touchdown, Westlake! And brought to you by Independence Title. Appliances Now. St. David's South Austin Medical Center. Hat Creek Burger Company. Overt Auto Group. Our Way Appliances. Restore Hyper Wellness. And now, here's the latest episode of Three and Out with Tony Salazar. Well, Coach, we're back for the Battle of the Lakes coming off the bye week. And I know that the Battle of the Lakes outside the field house is a big deal. And it's not to put a damper on it. But I think one of the things that you said at Three Out Club on Tuesday, you kind of told everybody that was outside the field house, hey, look, it's a big game because it's the next one. And there was this kind of feeling in the air when this staff came in in 2014 that for whatever reason, this game had elevated beyond what it probably should be as a district game. We hope that we've kind of gotten that uh, that sentiment out of our field house and, and our parents and our community kind of understands now that, uh, you know, it, this is about it's about our team taking the next step and becoming better and fixing some of the things that we need to work on ourselves and and obviously try to, to do it against a good opponent and, and uh, understand that it's going to be a playoff-type atmosphere with with the stands being packed. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of people on the sidelines, too. And obviously, all the media will be there to cover it. But obviously, none of those people have a bearing on this, the outcome of this game. And I think our kids are mature enough to understand that. They know it's going to be one on the field. Um, so I, I don't have to spend too much time harping on it. I think at, by this point in time, our kids understand it. And they know exactly what we're talking about. We've, we've had those years. It was a tough to get out of our own way, you know, and it was more of us. Uh, worried about the things that had nothing to do with the preparation of the game, uh, nothing that had anything to do with the actual playing on the field. And uh, we, we wasted time and energy on that stuff. And, and now we're trying to harness that energy and use it towards our preparation. And our boys did a great job last week and our bye week of working their tails off. And then uh, and obviously we had uh, three full practices this week. So um, we're excited about where we're at. You look at uh, what the bye week affords you. And I also want to combo that with what the Aikens game allowed you to do. And instead of harping on the physical nature of the game, obviously how many touchdowns were scored, the fact that you delivered a second straight shutout. That almost pales in comparison when you think about the vibe coming out of Aikens where everybody got to contribute. When those guys get an opportunity to not only contribute, but also get on that goal board, for whatever reason, people don't think about what that does to the bye week practices, what that does to everybody's preparation going in off the bye week and coming into Lake Travis. Yeah, obviously throughout the season, that the hardest thing to do, I think, is build depth. And, you know, sometimes early in the season, the first couple of games, it's hard to to trust some of these young guys that you've never seen or just and they may not be young, but they may be inexperienced on the varsity level. We don't really have much of a background, to, you know, to kind of go off of. So it's uh, it's hard early in those first two games, especially when you're playing quality opponents such as Rich Point and, and Judson. We had that there's talent all over the field on both sides of the ball for those teams. And fortunately, Aikens was kind of the next one up for us, and that allowed us to build some of that depth, get some young guys, some meaningful reps in a game, so that uh, if they're called in action in this big game, you know, they, they've had that experience, and it's no longer their first time playing on a Friday night. We've got all that stuff out of the way. And obviously, for morale, who doesn't want to play this game? We, we practice all week long, and, and to finally get the opportunity for some of those guys to get in the game, uh, very exciting for them, and their teammates obviously were very happy for them. And to see them get results while they played, that was the icing on the cake. And for us to see that those same guys that are in the tag team player role in our program turn around and on Friday night get to preserve a shutout and get to score some touchdowns, you know, that's what this game's all about. You know, those games get those kids those opportunities. And it's not just a pat on the back for them. It's, it's building confidence in them so when they get that opportunity again later on in the year that they're ready for it again. 
when you have that mentality, now there's that extra gear in practice where, hey, I got to play. If you're Aiden Schwarzbach, Ben Krasan, I got to play. I got to score a touchdown. So there's there's all of these things now where those guys that do serve that role, they're already at a high level. They just tweaked it up another notch. That only helps your guys that, you know, your first 22 guys on offense and defense, of course, the special teams, that only helps. It benefits everybody. And obviously, that was a chance for us to, to get our legs back under us, too, with some of the limited reps some of our starters got in that Aikens game. Uh, you know, we had a couple bumps and bruises from those first two kind of, you know, heavyweight battles we had there to start the season. So that game came at a good time for us. And obviously, uh, the thing that I was most proud of is the preparation in that in that week. It, it's tough. Most people want to look past games that everybody says you should win. Well, wins aren't guaranteed. And we know that here at Westlake. That week, we had to obviously focus our attention on, on getting better ourselves. Uh, and I think our kids did that. And we just kind of used that as a springboard of the bye week to, to go work. I think also you look at the end of that game, there was a moment, in fact, on the television broadcast, I kind of just stopped everything. When you have a team like Aikens and you have a coach like Joey Sachs, limited coaching staff, limited personnel, guys are going both ways and it's, you know, 100 degrees at kick. It's still in the mid to low 90s throughout the game. And there was a moment where the entire varsity and the coaching staff stopped what they were doing, turned and respected their school song. And it was just a moment, obviously, you know, you get chill bumps thinking about it right now because in the end, that's what it's all about, respecting your opponent. And I thought it was really personified because what they were able to do and, and the brand of football they were able to play against a team like Westlake, I think spoke a lot about what Aikens is just trying to do this year and just how tough those kids are. Yeah, I mean, hats off, go to Coach Sachs and his football team. And that was that was all hard-earned respect from our players you know those guys might have been overmatched a little bit in some you know uh scenarios obviously with the personnel having to go both ways versus ours not having to obviously that's the biggest one to me is, is we had more bodies the longer the battle goes on we got more bodies to keep putting out there and keep fresh legs and hopefully play full speed for four quarters and you know it's a challenge for those kids every single week over there to do that i've seen some of the stories of their fields and coach Sachs, you know i've seen their their dust bowl that they got to practice on every single day they have some hurdles to overcome there's no doubt but at the end of that game we knew their kids played hard they played with class you know no cheap shots there's nothing after the play they, they uh, lined up and they went toe-to-toe with our kids and they gave us their all and and i think that obviously earned the respect of our players you know to turn, turn around obviously and make sure those guys knew that uh you know they're getting a golfer's clap from us because that's a sign of respect to those guys and those coaches for preparing their team to come out and to face that challenge. On to Lake Travis, where it looks a little different than it has in years past offensively. Let's start there because we know the personnel coming back. You know, you, you have a guy like Caden Leone who can do things on the football field. He can do things on the baseball field. He's got an above average arm. We know that from his baseball uh, prowess. But in the end, coach, Caden Leone, Nico Hamilton, Sam Self, these are all very familiar. And one of the things that I always like to talk about and remind people of going into the Battle of the Lakes, there's about, what, six to seven miles separating the stadium. These kids know each other. They've grown up playing against each other. They've always known who they are. That familiarity is always going to make this game tough starting out. It's a tough game. Obviously, they've got some talent with their personnel on offense and defense, and, and uh, they're going to pose some challenges with, with their schemes on offense and defense. And the biggest thing you say about their, their guys is, is uh, they got experience on both sides of the ball coming back, guys that have been in these big games. And it's not like we're going up against a bunch of sophomores. You know, I see here looking at it, we got, you know, six or seven seniors starting their offense, and they got about the same on defense. A lot of guys that play a lot of football. And so 
in our field house that our seniors mean so much to us because they're the ones that we're not having to, to re-coach. They're, they're the, probably the easiest, the most coachable kids in our program because they've done it for multiple years. So when you go against a team, obviously, that has you know uh, some outstanding senior personnel on both sides of the ball, it gets your attention, and, and you know those guys know how to prepare. My hope is just obviously that uh, our preparation uh, on the practice field in the mornings when nobody's around is, is ultimately the thing that gets us over the top on Friday, and Friday's just a reflection of the type of week we had in preparation for every, every week. We are used to seeing four wides. We are used to seeing everybody go deep. We are used to seeing all kinds of complex offensive schemes when it comes to Lake Travis. They have taken a different approach this year with personnel that they have available to them. We saw, I would say, a smidgen of it last year, but with the absence of a a true drop-back pro-style quarterback, they have something different this year. And in last year's ballgame, they didn't really know what they were going to do you know, coming into this week, whether they were going to have this quarterback or that quarterback. There is no issue with that this year with Caden Leone. You know, in the first four games, you're looking at it from the standpoint of, yes, he runs the ball a lot. It's very similar to what, what Anderson had last year, buying time to make plays and, and making plays off schedule. Sure, yeah. I mean, that's what he does. They do a good job of obviously using him in the run game to, to complement Nico Hamilton. They're, they're starting running back. And, you know, a lot of their stuff is based off of, uh, obviously, you know, read game and, and uh, handing the football off if it needs to be handed off to a light box or quarterback pulling it if we're taking away the run game and putting him in space. You know, they do a good job of, of getting him on the move. Uh, some bootlegs, some, some sprint outs, um, some, some delayed bootlegs that they, they like to use. And that give him kind of a two way, you know, two way go. If it throws there, then obviously take it. And obviously, if if everything's covered, that's where his strengths and obviously the challenges he, he poses to our team are is when and if we do cover the route, what comes next? And is it going to be scramble drill he's still looking to throw or is it going to be look like he's decisive, tuck the ball and run? And then we get both of those because that's the type of quarterback he is. And so uh, we got to count for him every single play. Uh, we got to have eyes on him. You know, certain guys, when we're in a four-man rush, our defense lines, we got to be in a, a controlled, aggressive rush. I mean, we, we can't be overly aggressive to where we allow him to escape the pocket or step up and run. But then all the same, we can't just let him sit back there and, and pat the ball and, and let him throw the ball down the field. So pressure, when we bring pressure, and obviously you can just contain the quarterback and, and identifying, uh, you know, when he might move the pocket and, and trying to get some hits on this quarterback, you know, early and often in this football game and find out, you know, what type of competitor he is down the stretch. You've got guys up front that have really earned their stripes, some of it with injury and some of it just keeping guys on the sidelines and, and getting them fresh for the seven-week run in district play. Connor Vosick, we assume, is going to make a return. We've seen uh, Colin Devine really step up, but you know, you talk about your senior leadership up front along the, on the defensive line. Rhett Steppy has been that guy, and I think when you look at what he's been able to do, not only on just starting defense, but also on special teams, he's that guy up front that's going to make sure everybody's lined up. He's that guy up front that's going to dictate, you know, how how well the defensive front plays there's no bones about it i mean I, the secret to our defense it lives up front in our defensive line defensive line room um it all starts there obviously you know maintaining a, a defensive line we're not getting pushed and getting the football run right down our throat and we get into a favorable pass situation of allowing our guys to go pin their ears back get after a quarterback and call some sacks or get him off his spot or make him throw a contested ball with somebody in his face and red step he's done an outstanding job for us as a senior uh, you know he had, he's real real athletic and he has some strength to him too so he's a good combination of strength and speed you know as you go down the line i remember this game last year Caden bain had kind of made a name for himself this this was a game where a big physical run team like they are with their offensive line which is 
which is talented and they have size. That's what Caden brings. He brings some size and strength to match up with that. And last year, I mean, there was a couple of uh, like a third and one stop or a fourth and one stop where he had a couple of big time stops as a defensive tackle. So we hope to get 13 on the field, like you mentioned, see that guy get some work. And obviously his, uh, the start of his season was kind of put on hold for a little bit. He's been resting, rehabbing, and we hope to see him playing back to back to full speed. And you mentioned Colin Devine with a great addition to our football team. And, uh, you know, he's just being coachable. He's showing up to work every single day and, and trying to catch up with the playbook as fast as he can. And he seems to be taking it all in stride. And, and we're glad that uh, obviously he's playing up to, to the speed he is right now. When you see a lot of low scoring affairs, especially in non-district play, Hank Carter, defensive coach, when Lake Travis is good, they've had a good run defense. That is the case this year. You know, sometimes the offense it gets all of the hype, all of the clicks. But in the end, when you can stop the run and run the football, you're, you're going to win football games. It's not a tough equation. A lot of people like to make football really hard. And right. at the end of the day, that's about how easy as it gets. Up front defensively, they are as strong as they've ever been. And it's almost like, you know, you sit there and wonder, wow, didn't they lose a defensive lineman to another school up north? They did, but they seem to have replaced that with some very good players up front. Same for them. You know, we talk about the strength of their defense. I think it starts up front, too. They've got some size all the way across the front. It's 6'2", 6'3", all the way across. And, and they've got some talented, some some size. Uh, obviously, their defensive tackle, Cordova, number 99. He's a heck of a football player. Uh, you see him making some game-changing plays in the, in the game. And, uh, you know, as a whole they're going to be well coached um, they're going to understand you know where they should be in the fits on the zone and our gap scheme stuff um, you know we hope that obviously we can um, we can wear them down to the point of game starts to evolve and, and get on in the second half that we start to kind of move the football on that front and make those guys a little bit tired and, and try to tax them with some of our tempos but uh, you know they're talented there's no doubt and uh, we're going to have to put our face in the middle of guys and, and run our feet and try to move them because it's not going to be an easy task but I feel good about our offensive line you know I think you, you kind of as you go down it starts on the left side over there with our left tackle, uh, Tyler Knapp. I mean, and then you look right to the side of Jared Rising, and those two guys side by side take up a whole lot of room, a whole lot of space. Our center, Bennett, uh, was just coming off a player of the game performance last week against Aiken, so uh, things are looking up for him. Obviously, has his best game of the season, and a young right guard um, that's kind of emerged here in our program, uh, Tordowski, that's uh, really, really impressing us and playing with some speed and some nastiness, which we like. And then uh, you go to right tackle, and Richard Grigg is just uh, getting better every week. He's just a young puppy that missed a season last year for injury. Otherwise, I feel like he'd, he'd be a little ahead of where he is right now. So we're just slowly every single week seeing his production continue to increase. And just as our defensive line is important to our defense, our offensive line is that important to our offense. I think these guys understand the challenge that's in front of them. They know that the strength of their defense starts up front of their D-line. So uh, it's going to be a great matchup. There's, you can't hide anywhere. It's going to be a, be a good old-fashioned you know, street fight between the whistles, and, and we hope that uh, we come out on top. Final thought, Coach, when you look at this game, obviously it has been a while since Westlake has traveled to Cavalier Stadium. Obviously didn't get to play in 2020. The last regular season loss for Westlake as a program was that game in 2019. And one of the things that we've always talked about throughout the years is take inventory of what you can control. These kids, I feel like, have a a, a really good understanding of what that means. Flags are going to happen. Penalties are going to happen. Sometimes flags are not going to happen, and penalties are going to occur. So it's it's really up to the coaching staff and and really the the captains to kind of focus in on that message going out to Cavalier Stadium for the first time since 2019. There's going to be adverse times in the game. Uh, there'll be times where it feels like everything we do goes wrong, you know, and there's going to be times in the game where it feels like everything we do goes right. So we maintain that, that even keel through both of those. You know, the highs are never too high and the lows are never too low. It's, 
it's the life of a quarterback here at Westlake. You know, I've heard the great Todd Dodge say it over and over and over to our quarterbacks about there going to be a whole stadium full of people cheering you on. There'll be a whole stadium of people booing you. We take that pressure as a football team. We're going to go out there and try to perform our best, obviously for ourselves and for our teammates first. Those are the ones in the arena. Those are the guys that are up at four in the morning. Those are the guys that have the late nights and the early mornings. Those are the ones that are balancing academics and athletics. Those are the ones that are losing, you know, some valuable time hanging with their friends and being a teenager some nights. They got to go to bed because they have practice at 530 in the morning. So these guys are the ones that uh, put in the work. And like we like to use the analogy in our, in our, in our field house, you know, it's payday on Friday. And these guys have been putting in a little overtime for this game. I wouldn't say it's too much, but there's no doubt we had an extra opportunity to practice these guys. I feel good about where we're at. You know, we got, um, uh, we said we got some, some bullets in the holster, you know, for lack of a better term. We feel like we're going this game, you know, happy and healthy. Now it's just a matter of our kids, you know, staying our own way and going about and doing our business. Coach, as always, thanks for the time and good luck. You got it, Joe. Thank you, sir. You've been listening to the Westlake Nation podcast. Stay tuned as we bring you new episodes each week. The Westlake Nation podcast is powered by the Westlake Shack Club and part of the Westlake Nation Media Network. This is Westlake Nation.